They say health is wealth. Well, I say wealth is life. You're welcome to Sales Nugget, your number one health, fitness, and wellness show. Last week, we talked about water, the importance of taking water, when you should take water, how you should take water. I hope by now, everybody already has easier water can. Because water is life. Water makes us happy. Water would help us lose our weight. Water will help us have fresh bread. Water will help us look good. Water will help our skin. We all know the importance of taking water now. I hope everyone is actually taking water. Remember, no amount of water is too much. Never say I've taken too much water. There's no amount of water that will ever be too much. So to last week, I mentioned we talking about something everybody must one day or would have heard of high blood pressure, BP. We all hear our parents, we all hear our friends, we all hear people say that, oh, my BP, my BP, my BP, this, my BP, that. I remember growing up, my whenever we're making noise at home, whenever I am my siblings are playing, and the noise is just too much, my mom would be like, you push, you keep quiet, oh, be gone, be gone, my BP, my BP. And you would be wondering if BP is somebody that's BP is always coming, and you'd be wondering, why is she always saying BP? Oh, what is happening? That's what you'll be telling yourself as a child. BP, BP, BP. So today we'll be talking about high blood pressure. I remember I said I was going to bring someone, a physiotherapist in the house, that's going to talk to us about what is high blood pressure, what to do about high blood pressure, what to eat, the exercises to do, and tell us the nitty-gritty of everything about high blood pressure. So in the house we have Chiama Kaokoye. I would love for her to introduce herself and um, tell us what is high blood pressure. Um, hello everyone. I am Chiama Kaokoye, a physiotherapist in training and together with Seal we are going to be you know, discussing and dismantling what high blood pressure is. And you know, to start off with high blood pressure, I think I would want us to get to a level ground first of all and you know, know what a normal blood pressure should be. As I was saying, blood pressure is actually um, the pressure that um, the heart, you know, the heart is responsible for pumping blood all over the body. And in doing this, the circulatory system undergoes a kind of pressure. The arteries, as in the blood vessels that are responsible for carrying this blood all over the body, carrying nutrients, carrying waste, you know, the blood does so much, or the blood carries so much that, you know, there is um, this pressure, there is this normal pressure that goes through it. So that is what blood pressure is. So like she has actually said, um, it's saying the blood vessels are like pipe. You know when you're pumping water in a pumping machine, the pressure that um, the pipe is actually taking water to the various lodges, the various houses, the various rooms, is actually the pressure that is coming from the heart. That is what you just look at your blood vessels like a pipe. So you now know that there is a pressure. Or when you when you earn a type, you say the pressure, there is a force that comes with it. So it's that force that the water is coming out, the water is being used, being um, flowing with, that is the blood pressure.
and um, most of us might have you know checked our blood pressures at one point or another in our lives and then we're giving figures like oh you have this over this this over this and most of us might have been wondering what is what is this value why should it be um, something that is um, like more like a fraction why should it be 20 over 40 50 over 60 well actually the blood pressure is divided into a systolic and you know a diastolic pressure the systolic pressure when the heart actually pumps this blood when the heart is you know pumping just to circulate when the heart is contracting, contracting yes when the heart is actually contracting to pump this blood that is the value that we or the pressure that we call the systolic pressure and for our diastolic pressure you know the heart contracts it has to relax because if it does not relax it will get fatigued it will get tired so in also contracting there is a relaxation pressure so this pressure that you know it's in within the blood vessels when the heart is um, relaxing is known as diastolic pressure so we've all had it so when our heart is contracting that is the value up when our heart is relaxing that is the value down you know it's like a fraction you see 110 over 17 so that 110 is actually the pressure your your heart is using to pump your heart is using to pump blood that pressure in the vessels that is when the heart is contracting that is that up value and then the one below is the one the the value the pressure when the heart is relaxing so we are not clear between what's the up value what is the down value saying that it is a range so it means not exactly the 120 over 110 um, over 80 but when we have a blood pressure that is like within 110 to um, 130 we could say yes we're still fine or from 60 to 80 we would say yes that we are still fine and we're still fit and we're still healthy so even if you're not seeing an exact value of 120 over 80 you are still healthy remember the range from 110 to 130 or 60 over 80 so you should know what your dast- your systolic pressure and then your diastolic pressure so now that we've actually heard that the pressure that we see um, the upper value is the value when the heart is contracting while the lower value is the value when the heart is relaxing so what is now the normal pressure what's that normal pressure that i would say okay my bp is within this value my bp is this value and then like, yes oh i'm fine oh i'm good so tell us okay normal value for blood pressure is giving us 120 over 80 millimeter mercury that is what is you know termed normal that is what is termed okay so that means when i have a blood pressure that is 120 180 i will definitely yes i am fine i am fit i am healthy but um give or take sometimes these values may actually not exactly be 120 over 80 that doesn't mean very right that's very true that's very correct because i it is 
maybe you may not be what would be found if you actually check your blood pressure you might not always get 120 over 80 but a little um reduction or addition to this number slight addition the range of 120 to or 110 to 120 you know 80 70 it's because it's actually a range and not like it could fluctuate because the systolic pressure of the heart goes through variation normal now let's not let's go back to what what is abnormal the topic for today what is hypertension what is why is our blood pressure hyper what is hypertension well hypertension from what from what i've actually said that is normal is when or a condition where the systolic blood pressure or the pressure in the and the blood vessels is actually higher than normal it's higher than what you it should actually be this is a condition where you should now be expecting to see oh my blood pressure my systolic blood, pre- blood pressure is shooting above normal should know that this thing is actually above normal is high is you know it's going above above what is recommended or what should be normal and according to the british hypertension society in 2015 it actually came out to give grades of you know hypertension and it actually classified these grades into three the mild the moderate and the severe it classified the mild hypertension as someone with systolic pressure of up to 140 to 159. Yes, 140 to 159. And a diastolic pressure of 90 to 99. So that's for our grade, um, one, grade 1. Yes, the mild, the mild uh, hypertension. hypertension. Okay. Yeah. So, um, when someone notices that he's a habit over, like you, you check it the first time, you notice your blood pressure is within 140 to 159, and you notice that, oh no, there's something definitely wrong in them, you may actually be mildly hypertensive. So you definitely need to see your doctor. So now, um, the grade 2 hypertension. Yes, the grade 2 hypertension, which is the moderate hypertension. You know is graded from the systolic blood pressure is graded from 160 to 179 and then the diastolic pressure is graded from 100 to 109 that's that's high yeah if that is high that's that moderately is. high yeah and then for the grade 3 the severe hypertension like the name it is severe the systolic pressure here is, you know, greater or equal to 180. You can imagine that amount of pressure in somebody's blood vessels. 180. This person is severely, severely hypertensive and, you know, it could be very dangerous. 
and then um, the diastolic pressure of um, greater than 110 110 millimeters mercury so somebody who is severely hypertensive has a blood a static blood pressure greater than 180 and the diastolic pressure greater than 110 wow that's for grade three grade three is like you playing with your with your life because if you imagine the pressure your blood vessels will be undergoing if for them to have that high number this high number of um, this high value as the blood pressure so definitely you should be conscious of it remember there are different bodies who would have actually done their own classification of grades of um, hypertension some bodies would say there is pre-hypertension some would use grade one but when your blood pressure is just above 140 you should definitely know that there is something wrong there is something definitely wrong i am not fine don't take it for granted remember health is wealth and wealth is life hypertension is most young people would say i'm too young to have high blood pressure i'm too young to um, be undergoing such a thing it's for the old people it's for grandma it's for mommy it's for daddy no you're never too young to have high blood pressure we've had cases we've seen patients who they are just 20 22 21 less than 30 and yes they have high blood pressure ranging skyrocketing up to 200 so you're definitely not too young to say you're, you're going to know what is your bp you should from i think from the age of 20 you should definitely check your blood pressure because at the age of 20 most you're already worrying about school you're worrying about schoolwork you're worrying about um emotional issues you're worrying about your future you're already thinking you're already making plans for yourself because from the age of 20 from the legal age age 18 most persons are already trying to shape their life so you're becoming an adult so if by the age of 18 you're not checking your bp there is something wrong you definitely need to know your bp from that age so now looking let's going back to the topic we would look now at the causes and then the types of hypertension. So, um, Chiamaka. Yes, and um, for the types of hypertension, actually, it's divided into two. Um, the primary and the secondary type of hypertension. Okay. Yes. And for the primary hypertension, it is also known as um, essential hypertension. And in most cases, this primary hypertension is idiopathic in nature, meaning that it's, it has no known cause. And unfortunately, it amounts for about 95% of all cases of hypertension. Sadly. Wow, that, that's, that is huge. So we've actually said that the known cause of hypertension is unknown. That is it, because if 95% of um, the causes of hypertension is idiopathic, then you definitely know that this is the more reason why you should always check your what your blood pressure. So um, yeah, and then the secondary type of hypertension, which you know accounts for about five percent of all cases, is um, usually due to an underlying condition. Um, maybe you have um, a condition such as um, as endocrine disease. 
you have um, um, maybe um, like a problem with your kidney, you have um, a problem with your heart, you have a heart disease, you have a um, kidney disease, you know, some organ failures. This can actually be a source of, you know, the sec- a cause of the secondary type of um, hypertension. Also, we would not take out the place of pregnancy. Pregnancy um, is there. There is a condition called preeclampsia, where there is elevated hyper um, elevated blood pressure in pregnant women. You know, this can also be a form of a secondary kind of hypertension. It's a secondary cause. Pregnancy, in this case, causes the hypertension. And then there's alcoholism. There is obesity and you know so on sometimes drugs certain drugs you take predisposes us you know to having an elevated blood pressure for those of us who would be thinking sometimes when you have hormonal imbalance your endocrine system may not be functioning properly you may actually be having what high blood pressure you may actually it's also um, a major cause of high blood pressure so now let's dwell on the primary cause of hypertension We've actually seen that the primary cause is actually 95% of most um, causes of hypertension. Most persons who have hypertension, it's actually not involving the secondary cause, pregnancy, um, renal failure, heart disease, um, alcoholism, or certain drugs. But some persons just have high blood pressure. So what do you think it's the be like the major cause or even though the cause is unknown but what should actually be warranted for high blood pressure yes in most cases this primary hypertension you know comes with you know this genetic factor there is this place of um genetic factor there's this place of um you know a hereditary factor that plays a role in you know primary hypertension people could have both parents who are hypertensive or one parent who is hypertensive and you know with time they say oh yes my parents are hypertensive and they be like oh it might not happen to me but unknown to you these things can actually be hereditary you know genes are uh, genes play a very important role in our lives Genes are not to be underestimated. They are very important. And, you know, this could influence or this could play a role in, in hypertension, in primary hypertension. So we've actually had it. Some of us, our parents may have, we see them take um, certain drugs. We will never really ask them what drugs are they taking because we're like, okay, the doctor takes care of it and that's just the... Touch practitioners take care of it, but sometimes you need to actually know that your mom, your dad, grandma is taking a drug for high blood pressure. You should know that there may be a likely chance of you having hypertension. So, genetic factor plays a huge role when it comes to hypertension. So, if your parents are hypertensive, then you should definitely start to watch yourself. That brings us to the symptoms of what hypertension. So you should know when you're when you're getting these symptoms. But they call hypertension a silent killer. But that doesn't mean hypertension doesn't have some certain symptoms you won't see. So definitely now let's look at the symptoms. You may not get any symptom of um, hypertension, 
but there are certain things that you would feel certain way you feel in certain way you know that yes my bp is actually high yes yes as she rightly said hypertension most times in maybe the mouth and case pre-hypertension you know you could actually not even notice a thing you would think you're all right and you know when it gets when it starts to become really bad you start to notice things like you know constant headache you have this headache that is never ending it comes always and you know all the time this is one of the you know indications that there could actually be a problem you need to check yourself out you keep, or you keep hearing buzzes in your ear like there's this constant ringing in your ear it keeps ringing mm, like a bee yes and you keep wondering what was going on in my head this could actually be one of the symptoms you need to watch out for you know and then there is blurry vision yes blurry vision at some point in your life it looks like oh i i can't really see um these things are not they're not clear to me or oh, these things that used to be clear to me i used to be able to see from this distance and now all of a sudden i cannot see from this distance anymore you know you should start to query you should start to think of hypertension this should you know bring things to your mind this should bring hypertension to your mind well some patients actually said um before they noticed they were hypertensive, they noticed they had chest pain. So you may actually be undergoing chest pain. It may just be your BP. So when you notice these symptoms, headache, blood vision, you're feeling lightheaded, you feel you're hearing buzzing, you're like you can see there's this constant beat buzzing in your ear. You may actually be what hypertensive. So it is then you need to visit the nearest hospital. Don't go and buy a happy hypertensive drug by yourself. Don't say you know you're hypertensive. You visit the doctor. Tell your doctor. Speak to your doctor and tell your doctor you notice the symptoms in you. Then you will tell him your fears. Then they will conduct the necessary test on you. Then find out if you're what hypertensive. So now let's look at the risk factor. There are some certain things that would actually increase um, the chances of being hypertensive. Um, different different factors are involved in this. Um, we'll start with the genetic factor. Yes, the genetic factor, as I earlier mentioned, is one of the like it's topmost in the risk factors. It ranks first. You know, genetically, um, you could you know inherit. It's you could have um, when you have parents who are hypertensive. There are chances that oh you might not be able to escape this. There are chances that you know you could be next in line. This is something that could actually happen to you. There's a big possibility that it could pass down. It could be passed down to you. And so would want to you know look and check histories. You know check our family history. Know our family history. Know the you know certain things that you know. Uh, um, family members uh, have been diagnosed of so that we do not you know end up being in in the woods so that we would actually plan and you know if you know that you are you have parents that are hypertensive it would make you to be up and doing it would make you to you know the chances of you getting this would be reduced by almost half because you know what to do you know that yes i am at risk i this is what i need to avoid this is what i need to do 
yeah and then secondly there is also high salt intake some of us we are friends with um, Lot's wife we like her so much that we we, we we want her to be in our every meal even the slightest of things we eat we want it to be salty this is a very dangerous act you do not make salt salt is not food it is used for testing yes it makes your food tasty but it should not be it should not make um, up the whole amount of food you eat high salt intake is very dangerous so you definitely know that when you're frying plantain the plantain is ripe the plantain is sweet you don't need to add salt to fry your plantain those of us who would want to take avocado will put salt in it avocado is already sour enough it's already sweetened enough for you to actually not put avocado when salt on your avocado when you want to eat it and we could actually even if you want to you know your white rice you want to boil it and you want to put salt in it you could just put a pinch of salt now salt has high sodium and definitely sodium is not good for your blood vessel you don't need to take high amount of sodium if you're hypertensive or if you know genetically you your parents have hypertension so you should watch your salt intake remember not we should not be friends with lot's wife please yeah and then um, another risk factor is heavy alcohol consumption I place emphasis on the heavy, heavy alcohol consumption. This predisposes you to having hypertension. Alcohol comes with a lot of calories. And you know, you have, you are taking so much, you are putting up weight, you are not actually expending this energy. It keeps piling up and piling up and piling up and putting more pressure on your blood vessels. Um, not to or not to take away another point sedentary lifestyle you're lacking exercise you just sit down one place from morning to night you do nothing every little thing you want to do in the house there's someone to do for you you don't move you would just say you want to eat someone makes the food when when the person finishes making the food the person stabs you after eating you still call the person Come and carry the plates. After carrying the plates, you tell the person wash the plate. After washing, you will still call this person. This person should please give you water to wash your hands. Oh, not even that. You, you know, you sit in this, you in the sitting room, and then this remote is very close to you. You cannot even stand. You call the next person. You know, meters away. Hey, come and get me this remote. Let me change this television. You know, sedentary lifestyle can actually be very harmful to your blood vessels. Most of us already do jobs, like we already have jobs that make us naturally to just sit in one place. The bankers, um, cashiers, sometimes even receptionists, you just get to sit in one place. You don't get to really move. You don't really get to stand up. So your, your blood is not being active. You're not being active. You're just keeping it. The fat is just going to be clogging around your blood vessels. You're just sitting down there. You should move around. If not, you end up having hypertension. You say soft life, that you're relaxing. But there is nothing soft about it when you have high blood pressure. Yeah, there is nothing soft about it. 
and these two um, risk factors I just mentioned earlier alcohol consumption and sedentary lifestyle will automatically you know make you obese there is another factor obesity obesity is a condition where you know your BMI your body mass index you know is above 30 you keep adding calories you keep adding um, calories to your system you're not trying to work them out you're not trying no physical activity no 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 form of exercise at all you just keep increasing and increasing and then you keep gaining and you keep gaining and you keep gaining weight mind you not everyone who might look fat might be obese well that's true not some persons are just choppy some persons are big that doesn't mean that they are obese so um we've had bmi we're not used to bmi we're not most persons you don't just know except you're in the medical profession for you to actually know how to calculate your bmi but um there is an easy way we all know our weight we all know kg oh i weigh 70 kg i weigh 100 kg i weigh 50 kg but you're going to use um, body mass index to actually know if you're obese and to calculate your body mass index we already know our kg we already know our kg we already know our weight in kg and for you to know you need your height in meters you need to know your height in meters and you can just you know convert from feet to meters then when you convert from feet to meters you just square your meters it's the um the kilogram in weight divided by the, the meter square the meter square yeah. of your height yes. that's so how you know your bmi your kilogram like your weight in kg like i weigh 50 kg then my height let's say in feet my height is you know i'm five feet tall and then you know we have our phones that is an easy way to you know make a conversion we have the internet to help us if you if your phone might not have you know that application to turn to change or to convert you can actually ask google google is your friend use google you know try to convert your weight your height rather try to convert your, your heart your height in feet as try to convert it to meters and then so it is kilogram all over meter square so let's say 50 all over i'm in, in meters i have i'm 1.65 so it is 50 all over 1.65 squared whatever you get will be your bmi value to be your bmi and um one not internet enabled you do not have an internet enabled phone there is actually um, a value you could use if you know your um, height in feet one feet equals 0.305 so if i i am um, five feet tall the conversion would now be um, 0.305 multiplied by five it would you know take my um, my height to meters i'll be able to you know get my height in, in meters if i cannot use the internet to make this conversion so now we can now know when we are obese or not don't 
don't say someone is big just because don't say someone is obese rather and because they are chubby or because they they look um fat no there is a value and when your bmi is above yes when your bmi is between the range of 19 to 25 it is considered a healthy bmi 19 to 25 is considered healthy and anything less than 19 you would consider you to be underweight you know you need to eat up and anyone who is actually also greater than 25 but less than 30 is considered overweight greater than 25 but less than 30 is considered overweight and then if your bmi if you've done your calculation and then your bmi is more than 30 you are considered obese and you know we need to work on that well my bmi is 19 so i'm healthy yippee 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 so um the other risk factors for um hypertension Yes, there are other risk factors. You know, consumption of them food that are um, fatty, fatty food that have high trans fat or fatty food. Yeah, they could actually predispose you to having hypertension. That's we know most of us don't want to eat meat. We like you know there's a way fat taste in meat. There's a understand there's a sweetness attached to it. Or the skin. Most persons will tell you they want the skin of the chicken. They don't want the flesh itself. They just want to eat your eating high amount of trans fat. Or you want your your um you're using so much butter, you're using so much oil, you're taking things that are fatty, you're clogging your blood vessels, dear by your you may be tilting to as well hypertension please avoid food that have high fat content read the back of every product you get read what is written on it so you know the fat content of the food so know whether you're helping yourself or you're killing yourself yeah and then lastly we're talking about stress stress as a risk factor in hypertension i think majority of persons actually um they would say one thing they know it causes hypertension is stress, most especially mental stress. Your mental health matters a lot. Sometimes we get carried away with the hustle and bustle of life that we forget to take care of ourselves. Or we get carried away with things happening around us that we forget to think of the fact that our mental health matters. There was a book I read that they said there are three parts of a person. The physical part, the emotional part, the mental part, and the spiritual part. The physical part is just, um, if it's just, would I say, the result of the other three parts. If emotionally you're not sound, physically you would not be. If mentally you're not sound, physically you would not be. Spiritually, if you're not sound, you would not be physically fine. So definitely, our mental health matters. Our emotional health matters. We should put that in in what in our mind that we should always let our mental health matters if you don't most of us would want to use work and kill ourselves would say oh god if we don't do this if we don't do that we want to we want to and we end up losing ourselves in everything we're doing please your mental health matters remember your health is what your wealth and your wealth is what your life so always have that at the back of your mind
actually seen the risk factors of people who actually have higher tendency of um, having hypertension. Hypertension is not just hypertension. There are some complications that may arise when you're hypertensive. So, if you're hypertensive already, you should be aware of these complications that may arise. Or if you know genetically, you have in your family history, um, cases or histories of cousins, aunties, nephews, niece that are hypertensive, then definitely you should listen to these complications that may arise if you are hypertensive. Yes, one of the major um, complications that can arise from you know being hypertensive is heart disease. You know, like I mentioned earlier when we started, that the heart and the arteries, or the heart pumps blood, and then the arteries are responsible for carrying this blood all over the body, <clears throat> you know, to give us, to supply nutrients, supply oxygen, and whatnot. And you can imagine a blood vessel that is really elevated, like the pressure in this blood vessel is really elevated, it's actually very high. You know, the heart has to pump harder. It has to pump more. It, it put more work on the heart. It pumps more, and then the arteries that actually have to carry this blood even go at a. They are even more under pressure, and this can actually make this artery, make these arteries and the blood and the sorry, and the heart to become weak. It can make them become weakened and even become hardened. You know, you're putting so much pressure on someone. At the end of the day, what do you expect this person to do? Is it that this person caves into whatever you're doing? This person just, you know, the person just becomes too tired. This is the same thing that happens to our heart and our arteries. When there is so much pressure in them, it actually becomes weakened. And this makes the muscles of the heart not to be able to, you know, pump enough blood or the um, arteries not to be able to enough blood will not be able to flow in, in, in them and then certain areas of our body, certain organs will actually have reduced oxygen you know, supply and this can be very very bad if your heart stops working you, you are not human anymore, I don't think you'd be on earth because you know what your pumping machine what pumps blood and keeps you alive stops working you would become at risk of you know collapsing and you know leaving us in this world well we've all heard it we definitely don't want to have any form of heart disease we don't want to have cardiac arrest we don't want to have congestive cardiac failure we don't want to have very just so many cardiac diseases that can actually be as a result of hypertension so remember to check your BP, remember to know your BP, to remember to be to live what a stress-free life. Yes, wonder about the hustle and bustle of the day. But you should also learn how to relax. You should also learn how to ease off. So that's one of the complications that may actually arise when your someone is hypertensive. Yes, another complication is um what we know as stroke cerebrovascular accident aka stroke and some persons will actually say partial stroke let me correct that notion there is nothing like partial stroke 
stroke to stroke. You know, this same pressure, this same increased pressure within the arteries, it can cause the blood vessels to become weakened, as I said earlier. And let me give, let me use an analogy. You have a, a pipe flowing with and water, and then the pressure in this pipe is so high that the pipe just you know how they say water not get any the water tries to look for a way to you know come out and this pipe bursts poof and splashes everywhere this is almost the same thing that happens to our blood vessels our arteries when there is so much pressure on it you know it just ruptures poof and splashes everywhere in the brain and somebody comes down with stroke and you say hey and he was just walking on the road though and all of a sudden he just fell down but she never knew that this is actually something that came as a result of hypertension as a result of you know accumulated or increased pressure or increased pressure on the blood vessels and then the blood vessels ruptured and this person collapsed and fell and has now become or has stroke yes another one also is um, kidney failure the kidney the function of the kidney functions as in, has a very huge function in human life if you take away your kidney oh you see people who are you know going for kidney transplants and they have to pay millions and you know looking for a donor to show you that the the kidney is actually very important the, the role of the kidney cannot be overemphasized the kidney actually helps us you know to filter waste helps us you know remove ex- um, extra or excess fluid from the blood and when um, the kidney that is you know very richly um, supplied with blood when the, the arteries that are actually supplying this um, kidney with blood when they become weakened or when they become clogged there will be a problem with the kidney the kidney will not be able to you know perform the normal filtration it's supposed to do or do and um, perform the normal absorption of you know excess fluid that is supposed to do or excess nutrients that is supposed to give and it's, this would put someone or this would put one in danger and the kidney would also not be able to receive enough oxygen and nutrients to function well and over time an uncontrolled hypertension will make the arteries of the kidney to become problematic also the kidney functions in you know producing a hormone called aldosterone and this helps us to regulate our blood pressure you know when the blood pressure of the body is actually the blood pressure is actually too low this hormone tells the um, kidney oh you need to produce this so it becomes it, it's you know becomes moderate and it becomes it normalizes or it's too high and then it tells you oh you need to produce less of this so that it becomes low so that it can be optimal for this person to be normal so if your kidney has an issue or or if you're hypertension this if you're hypertensive rather these are some of the complications that could actually arise just to mention a few we've actually seen that um, mentioning a few but this few is actually very very huge 
we've seen um, cerebrovascular accident, stroke, we've seen heart failure, we've seen kidney being damaged. We know how expensive a heart transplant is. We know most persons who they've had stroke, as it's popularly called, um, they don't fully recover. There is always um, something that's um, beat mouth stroke, beat um, very severe one. They don't really fully recover. So you should know your blood pressure. What is stopping you from checking your blood pressure? What is stopping you from actually living a stress-free life? What is stopping you from reducing your salt intake? What is stopping you from actually reducing the amount of alcohol you are taking? What is stopping you from actually checking your family history to know whether you're hypertensive or not? We've all seen the negative side of hypertension. We've all seen how life-threatening hypertension is. But let's be rest assured that we can actually manage hypertension. There is what a way to manage hypertension. So that is where we'll be looking at. We'll be looking at the good side of all this without this whole talk it's telling us how to actually manage hypertension. So um the number one way to manage our hypertension is yes um you have been actually diagnosed of hypertension. I am very sure that your general practitioner or your doctor should be able to or would prescribe antihypertensive drugs that would help you lower your blood pressure that would put less pressure on your blood vessels that would help it relax these antihypertensive drugs you know should not be bought over the counter you are suspecting that i might be hypertensive and then all of a sudden oh i've become my doctor i need to take it so that i just go and go to one chemist there and oh Please, reduce the hypertension, then they give you and you start taking. It should not be like that. This is something that your your doctor should prescribe for you. And then with time, you get better using it. Also, we have um, lifestyle modifications. Apart from the drugs, people will say, oh, so I've now become drug dependent all the days of my life. No, that is not what we are saying. There is actually lifestyle modifications. And if this is actually followed strictly, I'm telling you, there is evidence or there are researches that have been done. And then people who have actually followed through through these lifestyle modifications have actually had better quality of life, increased better quality of life. And so one of them is the DASH which is the dietary approaches to stop hypertension. And then this dash includes reduction of excess salt intake, sodium. You know our salt is sodium. So this dash incorporates reduction of sodium, reduction of alcohol intake, and also reduction of fat. You've heard it. Dash, dash, dash. Dietary approach to stop hypertension. Please watch our lifestyle. Lifestyle matters a lot. Lifestyle plays a whole lot of thing or that's a whole lot of effect on our health. Remember to what sleep well. Remember to do what 
reduce the number of alcohol you take remember to reduce your salt intake don't use salt in everything remember you're not lot's wife's best friend yes and there's also weight reduction like i mentioned earlier when i was talking about bmi you're obese you're overweight you're on the verge of you know becoming obese this is something you should take serious you should try you should you know weight reduction cannot be overemphasized if you you know you take it upon yourself that oh i know i am obese and for me to become better i have to work harder i have to you know it takes determination anyways it is not easy for one to you know start weight reduction program or weight reduction regime routine rather it is something that is you know is self-determined um, activity yes self-determined you have to be determined and also um it's this is in paripasu with physical activity you cannot talk about weight reduction if you're not talking about physical activity because i don't know how you want to do it you have to you have to actually work out you know to burn these excess calories to burn this you know to shed this excess weight so that you can be better and research has actually shown that if someone can reduce up to like 10 kg there is a, a, a very huge possibility that up to like 5 to 10 millimeters mercury of their pre- of their blood pressure can be reduced wow wow yes that is how it is you know the the more um, exercises that one can you know involve themselves in it includes brisk walking oh your knee is so stiff you can't move it you can't jog you can't skip you could actually brisk walk you know walk faster at a pace normal than like your leisure walking that is that is actually a good aerobic exercise for you know for the elderly ones who cannot who would not be able to jog or may not be able to jog then for the younger ones who may be, might be able to you know afford treadmills you know go to certain exercise centers you know treadmill running is a good aerobic exercise jogging and skipping well these exercises should actually be moderate you don't overdo it don't say oh today i must lose 10 kg if i don't lose 10 kg no 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 it should actually be a, a gradual process and it should be moderate so as not to even you know at the end of the day kill you because you are trying to reduce weight then you now slump and they say it is you know it's the advice they gave me i'm supposed to work out it should be moderate and, and lastly we're talking about yoga yes yoga is very oh, is important to it's one of the lifestyle modifications you can actually you know incorporate you can meditate you know have certain time of the day this day and this time i'm going to be meditating i'm going to be meditating for about two hours one hour you know you can even start with 10 minutes increase to 30 minutes you know and it keeps going like that yoga is very important 
dwell on yoga 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 is beautiful it helps you free your mind it helps you feel relaxed it helps you feel refreshed so definitely most persons say they can't work out jobs or anything but you could definitely relax it doesn't just help you just um, feel refreshing it helps to clear your mind sometimes we're going through a lot and then we just need to meditate inward. We just need to look inward to actually solve our problems. So now we'll be looking at those foods that that would help us maintain or help us to reduce having high blood pressure. Yes, and um, one of them is um, leafy vegetables. Yes, vegetables cannot be overemphasized. You know, we need to eat green leafy vegetables we have our ugu spinach and so on you know there are so many this is rainy season there are so many green vegetables in the market that are actually good for your health you know this incorporating this into our meals will really be a very good one and there's also berries strawberries raspberries and all the berries we know they are actually good for our health and good for you know for those with blood pre- high blood pressure and um, another one is skimmed milk and yogurt skimmed milk actually has you know reduced fats in, in, in it and it is actually good for the heart it's good for those with hypertension it actually helps them there's also oatmeal yes and I, I love oats i love oats it's, it's yummy you know let me not go into details and also um fishes that are rich in omega-3 fatty acid like your salmon your mackerel yes you need to incorporate this into your meals you need to eat this you need to you know replace this with your you know trans fat fatty food and take fish that are s actually rich in omega-3 and then there are, there is bananas yes banana is actually very rich in potassium and potassium is actually very good for your body yes potassium is very good for your body so you can actually you know eat bananas definitely we will definitely increase our potassium intake to reduce um, our chances of having hypertension Remember, herbs would always do ginger, leafy vegetables, um, skinned milk. Um, avoid things that has high fat content, high salt um, content in them. And definitely, you will be well, hypertension. Should I say hypertension free? Or your hypertension will be managed. Or you will definitely reduce your chances of having hypertension. I want to say a very big thank you to... Um, she has been of immense help in enlightening us about what we should do, how we should live a health, a healthy life. And also we've seen bricks working, we've seen jogging, we've seen skipping, we've seen doing yoga. Could definitely help us to be more healthy. So we say welcome and would love to definitely have you on the show on another time to give us more interesting things about our help or tidbits about our help so definitely this is where we come to an end of today's show
we've all heard it and we've all seen the importance of checking our BP, the importance of actually knowing whether we're hypertensive or not. We don't want to have heart attack, we don't want to have stroke, we don't want to have kidney failure. We've seen hypertension is not a death sentence that can actually be managed. We've learned a lot today and I would love to say thank you once more. Thank you again and again and again to Okoye Chiamaka. Thank you for her time. We definitely love to have her here again. I've said that before. We definitely love to have her again on the show. So remember that your health is our priority. Remember to check your BP. Remember to live healthy. Remember to do things that are right. A stress-free life. You could always get a BP machine. You could always, whenever you visit the hospital, most pharmacies they have. I think maybe they pay something small if you can't get um, a monitor for it. You could always go there to check your BP. Remember, your health is your wealth. So guard it jealously. I am Quanta Sylvia, and this is Sales Nuggets.